I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Percy Sadal, CEO of A1 Care, an in-home care services provider, about his experience involving a ransomware attack several years ago. Percy will share what his organization learned from that attack and how he is applying those lessons in today's changing cyber threat landscape. So, Percy, for starters, please briefly describe the ransomware attack you experienced. For instance, when was the attack? What was the impact? Did you pay the ransom? And how was the incident mitigated? So, it was in 2006 of June of that year. And we had just started our business in the end of 2002. And we had clients and we decided to go to a web-based type of system in which we would have like a paperless office. And so we devised a database to formulate so that whenever someone had called in on an intake, we would take down the relevant information straight to the computer, process that information, and make sure that everybody in the office had access to it. In June of 2006, we came to the office, turned on the computer, and we couldn't access our, our database, just couldn't get in. We tried various ways of getting in. I, I didn't know what was going wrong with it, and so I had to call a, a couple of engineers that were nearby if they could come and just take a look at this. And so on that day and the second day, they were working to try and retrieve access to the database and also to have us to re-enter into the database, and that was problematic. And it wasn't until the third day, that's when I got a call and a person introduced to me said that we're having problems getting into our database. And I said, yes, we are. And he said that for a certain amount of money, we can release the hold on your uh, database and then you'll be able to access that information. I thought it was a joke, to be honest. And I was relying on the expertise of my um, engineers and the, basically the IT guys and basically they couldn't understand it either. They basically wanted to reset the database, in other words, delete it, and then try and reapply that. The only problem was I didn't have the current information. I would have had at least lost quite a bit of information if we did a hard reset. And so as we looked at this and as I got a call from this guy on the third day and the fourth day, it got to the point where I had to notify my client. And there was two reasons why I had to notify my clients. One, I had to find out who was working there. Everything that we had was on our database. And uh, I had to find out who the caregiver was working there. We still had the contracts that were in paper form that was filed away. But I had to also tell them that their private information in regards to their Social Security account numbers, their driver's license numbers, the credit card information that we had that we billed and we charged, that was tough. That was really tough. And so we we decided that we were going to pay the ransom. And so we paid. And so, Percy, how much was the ransom? And you mentioned that you got a phone call. You know, nowadays, when people get ransomware attacks, they often you know turn on their computer or they get a message on their computer saying that they need to pay a ransom in order to unlock right. the data. Was the data encrypted or what exactly happened? And in terms of paying the ransom, how did you go about doing that? It was an encrypted, encrypted part of currency that we had to pay into. In other words, we paid the money 
through a third party. That's how we have to pay that money. As far as any notification on our computers or anything like that, there was none at that time. Back in 2006, I and my engineers hadn't heard of ransomware. We hadn't even heard that, that this was even possible to get into our system like this. We had an antivirus, we had McAfee and everything, and I thought that we had all the security that we had in order to, to block these things. I also told the, uh, the people that we had in the office that they weren't allowed to go into visit any other websites, and yet still this happened. And so that's why I was confused as to when I had called the engineers and they couldn't figure it out. My IT guys couldn't figure it out either, which is why they went that way. But we didn't have a notice or a notification back then that they had held us ransom. It was a phone call. Somebody felt that it was someone that knew us, knew our business, and uh, we ended up paying them $700,000. Wow. And what sort of ransomware was it? Did you ever determine that? And you you mentioned that some of your clients, you know, some of the contracts you had, the paper forms from those contracts. So it sounds like you had some paper backup, but did you have any data on backup, you know, copies of data electronically stored? No, back in 2006, just when we were beginning our business, you know, I, I look at myself as an entrepreneur and I guess I trust people, but this was a big lesson for me that somebody could devise something like this that could just uphold our business. At first, my engineers thought that someone put a worm in there or a virus, and I thought, great, I have Norton antivirus, I've got McAfee, how come it didn't identify it when it came in? And that was the problem is that I realized that the basic security that I felt that I had wasn't good enough to stop this this ransomware. And Percy, how many clients or individuals' data was compromised in this attack? It was 113. Did law enforcement get involved and were the attackers ever found and identified or prosecuted? So again, in 2006, this was fairly new to even the police department. And so after we paid the ransom, we informed the police. They came in and they said, well, this is something for the FBI. But I don't think the FBI was even geared up for it at that time in 2006. The sad thing here is I have no idea whether they'd be prosecuted, caught, or anything like that. But I do know that amount of money set us back at least two years. I don't know why they threw out 700000 but, you know, I had to scrounge around, get that money, because my concern was my client information, their health care, what medications they took. It was an extensive database which involved detailed information on my clients. The thing that I was worried about was getting out there, which is why I was eager to get this done straight away. Percy, several years have passed by since this attack. What are the key lessons that you've learned from this and what changes have you made in your own security? And not only that, but how are you keeping up with the emerging cyber threats that are facing the healthcare sector and other sectors? And how are you preventing falling victim to another ransomware attack? So in 2010, I believe there were some information that came through uh, various magazines, some IT guys that I had worked with. They came in and basically told me, hey, we need to secure the website, we need to secure the data, and we need to secure, you know, all the computers that are on the system. And so what I did was I would research and find out who it was that had this information now. And so I would have people of some of these um, industries would come in 
and they would give me the spiel on how great their cybersecurity, web security, and their network security was in order to protect us from future, you know, attacks and, and things like that. But my question to them was, am I still hackable? And the reason why I say that is because someone hacked into our system in order to do that ransomware. And they would always say, yes, of course, once you do this, you'll be protected and everything else. And whenever they answered, yes, you'll be okay, I knew that that was just a line that they love to use. And so what I did was I, I would actually try and seek other information as far as web security and network and, and all sorts of kinds, and I've basically all of them. But the one thing that brought me to BoldCloud was the fact that that was the first guy that introduced himself as a security expert. Everybody that I had was either a software engineer, worked for a security company, and did everything. And, and I kept thinking to myself, well, do you have any consultants that are aware of all of this stuff? And some of them lacked the knowledge. Uh, and I always bring up my story about the ransomware. They were pretty quiet on that. You know, in other words, they couldn't guarantee that that couldn't happen again. But it wasn't until Bowcloud came along when he and his associate identified both themselves as security experts. And so that was a long meeting. And I mean, it could be in a year or two, I might get another security consultant that comes in and says, well, you need this, this, and this. And so what I realized is technology has just evolved in a matter of 12 months. There's something else that's new. There's something else that needs to be worried about. And I never thought that in my business that I would be researching all of these software, the way that these guys talk about how they can protect my systems and everything else. Because that incident in 2006, I'll never forget it. And that's why I'm always on finding out what other things are out there in the marketplace that could help save and protect my information. So now, Percy, your company, it sounds like a smaller company. Any other advice that you might have for other smaller healthcare practices? healthcare providers in terms of protecting their systems from ransomware and other attacks, especially if they don't have an in-house security person or they don't have really deep resources? Are there certain top tips that you have for them based on your experience in dealing with this prior attack? In 2010, we would scan our systems, go through our systems once a week. With the security that I have now, they scan it every night making sure that there's nothing going on or anything like that. And what's really great about the, the security company that I have now is the fact that if there's an issue or anything like that, they squash it. But my thing is that they need to have a designated person to always keep up to date with what's out there because there's new things coming out all the time. And I've read that they can actually take a shot of your information on a few clients. It's called a mirroring program. I've never heard of anything like that, but again, they mirror what's on your computer onto their computer and they can save it. And so I'm thinking, who comes up with this stuff? Again, I'm concerned that there are things out there that we still have to, to learn. And so for bigger companies, healthcare companies, especially with the hospitals, I sat in with Kaiser and we talked about their web security. And they have a designated department that watches everything on the systems to make sure that whoever's accessing that information is the person that's supposed to be accessing it. And so there needs to be different levels of security and bounds. And for me, there's, I've implemented that, that there are certain information that most of my uh, workers don't get to see. And I never thought I would have to do that. But the only way to maintain the integrity and the safety of your, your system 
since the 2006 attack, have you had any other cyber incidents that you've had to deal with? I've had to fire a lot of people because the porn industry has just taken off. I don't know how that is. I don't view it or anything like that. But I've, I had some idiots that would view porn sites, click on, I don't know what it is, and then all of a sudden there's an infection in our system, a virus or something, and we're able to pick it up straight away. But, you know, my thing is is that we just have to really be up to date. We need to be very aware. That's just how I am, including with the, the stuff that we're doing. You know, for major hospitals like Kaiser and El Camino, where I've talked to some of their security experts, they're afraid also. That's where I got the information about a mirroring, where they could mirror whatever it is you're accessing. Again, that's only going to last six months before something else comes out. That's why we have to be on top of, of everything that we do. And I may be a small company, but with the 185 clients that I have, if any of that information got out, especially with the hospitals, can you imagine some of the things that they could do with that information. Ordering prescription drugs where the client will have to pay for it. It would be such a mess. Thanks, Percy. I've been speaking to Percy Seidal. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.